This is Badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You got to hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. And we're back with episode 227 of Pod. I am Bob Gallion Jr. And with me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. Fellas, we are continuing on towards In Your House. It's the week of Thanksgiving, I think, in 96, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's got to be. Yeah. I could be wrong. It could have been the other week because it's like the. It's not necessarily the last. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up now, too. Anyway, we are coming off. uh, We are off of Survivor Series. We know the main event for our pay-per-view. This doesn't even tell me. Okay, it's it's three days after the show. It's the 28th. So it is the week. Nice. Brett and Sid, we had a Sid promo last week uh, talking about reputation with Brett. We didn't hear from Brett, surprisingly, uh, last week. There was a lot of things we didn't hear from. Uh, We had Farouk in his uh, Nation of Domination gear. He defeated Savio Vega. We had a good Steve Austin Mankind brawl. That was really good. uh, Kick off the show. Apparently, Sparky Plug has joined the new Rockers as he teamed up with Leaf Cassidy, losing yeah. to LaFon and Furnace. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it. Kind of a dull episode after a strong start. But uh, we've made it to another week. And judging by the description on Peacock for this episode, it looks like Brett is going to be making an appearance. And it also looks like. Rocky Maivia is going to be making his official Raw debut, although he's already appeared twice. Well, um, no, that's funny that you mentioned the the uh, description there because I just noticed on the November eighteenth one, it still lists Steve Austin and Vader in a tough man match. And listen, I know I know it was advertised, <laughs> but the descriptions never follow any sort of um, you know rhyme or reason because usually it'll just kind of tell you what's going on. So I'm surprised it actually has that. So you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. If we see Bret Hart, great. But we'll see. Right. And also Ahmed Johnson following Farouk's victory over Savio Vega. He uh, made it very clear that Farouk was going to be going down. Because he screamed that several times along. Yeah, he screamed it and the fucking fans loved it. Dude, going down. And of course, we're arguing over fucking pizza, and it's like, wait, this awesome segment's happening, and yeah, it, really it was, it was. And you know what, Bob, I do really appreciate you uh, bringing that stuffed crust DiGiorno rising crust pizza for Double or Nothing. Um, me, I loved it. My dog even took the crust. Um, but you know, we had a great time. You didn't use your free pizzas, but you know, well, it's okay, man. 
And I don't think I'm in the wrong for not using my free pizzas. Yeah, that's fine. And, you know, can you, since Austin's not even listening, we can talk about this. Can you believe that CM Punk is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion? I can't believe it. It's crazy. I can't believe that Sasha Banks showed up and challenged Britt Baker. Well, via video, because her 90 days, she can't actually right. show and she up. Had a, and her voice was disguised. Yeah, and she had, like, red hair instead of blue. Right. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty wild show. And I had tickets to Double or Nothing in the beginning of the pandemic in, what, 2020. And they had really good seats. And then they gave me refunds, and I was going to go. And I was really upset about it. I remember when, with the uh, TNA pod, that we basically predicted Josh Alexander was going to be Impact World Champion. We did. We did. Three months before he did. You're damn right, because we're smart. Or it's just predictable booking, whatever, you know. It's smart booking, because if they didn't do that, that would have been bullshit. Yeah, no and that's kidding. right. If you guys uh, want to listen to that, that's uh, you can follow us over at Cross the Line TNA on Twitter. Uh, to follow the TNA Cross the Line podcast. Dude, impact, brother. Yeah, and if you want to listen to Icopod, well, you already are. You already are, and we're over on at Icopod on Facebook and our Twitter page. And, and we got a Redbubble store. Buy a t-shirt. Leave us, a, leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And did you guys know, we are actually on YouTube, but Bob refuses to log in and change the name. So you have to search Bob Colling Jr. And Icopod will come up on fucking oh, I, YouTube. I don't know how any of that works. I must say, though, the visual of watching Austin slurp his uh, noodles or whatever. Yeah, you like that? As, <laughs> just leading in and go... There he is again. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of Sony's OnlyFans, the way that half his face is missing and slurping on something. Oh. Yeah, except uh, I don't make the uh, quite the pay that she does, unfortunately. Not yet. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. See, no one does. He's just no looking up fucking noodles hanging out. Love it. Oh boy. All right. Well, I got some new. I got more news about uh, Mr. Ooh. Perfect. Okay. So apparently, Kurt Henning had a talk with the World Wrestling Federation to return as a wrestler with a big money deal before Survivor Series. So apparently, it was like, all right, cool, you'll come back. There's no fucking way. There's no way that's happening. You apparently, this is the room. No. No, I don't believe it. There was like he had the verbal agreement with WCW. WWF picked up on this and was like, "Wait a minute, we'll give you a boatload of money to become a, you know to come back as wrestler." All right, so they had that agreement for a big money deal. WWF, but then he still no showed the weekend and the pay per view. So it looks uh-huh. like he's not coming back to WWF. Wow. But then there's one key element here that is probably preventing him from working anywhere as a wrestler and it's because of his Lloyd's of London insurance policy. Yeah, no shit. Which he got a large sum of $300,000. And as a result, his interest to return to the ring <laughs> isn't really there because he's got a large sum. Now, I I saw this and it's similar to like Rick Rude. I don't think Rick Rude got $300,000, but he could have. In the short term, Three hundred grand. It's probably a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. 
But these guys, these wrestlers, probably have a lavish lifestyle. They have big houses, whatever the case is. Right. How long is that three hundred grand going to last you? Because as a fucking wrestler, it's one large sum. It's not every year they get three hundred. It's just one time payment. That's a really great point. So he blows through the three hundred grand, and then what are you going to do like next year? Unless he's smartly investing it, I don't know. Probably not. No, he ain't. I don't think long term is like on these guys' mind at the time. I think you're right. And spoiler alert: he returns to the ring uh, in June. Oh shit! (laughs) The following year, so that three hundred grand definitely doesn't uh, last him too long. Because let's be serious: if Mister Perfect were to get signed by say WCW, so Kurt Henning gets signed. They're paying him at least three hundred grand, wouldn't you think? Well, he would have to pay back the insurance. Well, I'm just saying, if that wasn't even a thing, if he wasn't injured or on that insurance policy, saying ninety six. Oh, yeah, okay. I he I think he's getting more than that. Right. So for him, he's probably thinking, oh, I'll just sit home a year, collect a free three hundred grand. Right. And then next year. I'll sign with WCW, and they'll pay me even more than that. Yeah, but the insurance is, once you sign that, you can't ever get back in the ring. And then it's like insurance fraud. and Yeah, and but fire. you got to look at it this way. Look at the guys like a Road Warriors who fucking signed it, and then they're allowed to work tag matches because it's not as strenuous on your body. So is like these happened? guys are, Dude, yeah. Huh. There was like, there's like loopholes. So these guys, you got to think, are all talking, whether they're in the same company or not, trying to get this fucking insurance money. Mick Foley was going to do it. Mick Foley was going to cash in a Lloyd's of London after his feud with Vader in WCW. He oh, didn't wow. get hurt enough to do it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's like crazy. when Vader lands on him on the fucking ramp that he was like waiting to cash in and like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get injured and this will be it for me. But, like, no, he, he didn't get injured from it. So you got to think, all these dudes are talking. They're all sharing ways to fucking screw this company and collect the check. So Mr. Perfect is probably thinking very short term, hey, this is free money and I don't have to work. Right. I'm going to do that and then figure it out on the back end. Which is like what I think Rick Rue did and all them guys. Well, it's important to note as well, um, apparently at this time, in 96, Lloyd's of London no longer offers insurance to pro wrestlers. Correct. Okay. So there was a short window of time where wrestlers could get one. Yeah. And then Lloyd's of London was like, wait a minute, (laughs) we've dished out quite a bit of money to these people in this profession. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. And so they stopped doing it. Bob, do you – I want to say it's in Mick Foley's first book. Do you remember what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that? Uh, it's been a long – I actually – that was probably one of the first wrestling books I ever read. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I don't remember that specifically. I could go and find it. Not right now because yeah. it would probably take me too long to find the moment. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how I'm remembering it, and I'm pretty sure it's yeah. correct. That's crazy. That's crazy that 
a guy that, you know, if you look at the back of that book, it lists all of his injuries and he couldn't get a Lloyd's of London insurance policy. Right. Yeah. When it specifically, he, he was done with WCW and wanted to be done with WCW, but yeah, he was hoping that the Vader, he thing, wanted to be, he wanted to be done with them at that point. Yeah. As far as I'm remembering, if I'm remember, hmm. if I'm remembering yep. correctly, that's, he was looking forward to that spot specifically because he thought for sure he'd be injured enough to the point where he'd be able to cash in on that policy. <laughs> That's Maybe so when we uh, start this show, I'll try to find which, that book real quick. Which book is it? It's the very first, first one. one. No, I don't, I don't have the first one. Love the first book. I'm pretty sure I have the first book somewhere. Yeah, I only... I, I could think... probably look real quick for in a minute. Uh... All right, so on November 18th edition of Nitro, uh, I'm only pointing this out because I guess it's kind of a borderline major moment. Eric Bischoff turned heel and he joined the New World Order. Oh. Uh, I believe that segment was where Roddy Piper was like, I know it's you, Bischoff. And he was like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And then it ended up being Eric Bischoff. Yeah. So in terms of the storyline, though, I mean, the guy got powerbombed off the side of the Great, Great American Bash, like, structured thing, ramp, and now he's joined the group. Why not, well, dude? I look at – I've thought about know, that a lot. Like a weird – I've thought about that a lot in wrestling, and I feel like it's – you're kind of taking a bullet for your friends in a way. It's – you have to help with the cover – to help work behind the scenes. Either that I think or there's a lot of different ways to go about doing that than getting power bombed off the side of the stage through tables that you barely hit because the guy doing it to you is blind. <laughs> well, realistically, the the thing probably is there was actually that not being a plan, and then they were like, Fuck it, power bomb, no one would see that coming. And then later they were like, Wait, wouldn't it be really cool if and like shocking if he was in the NBO? And they didn't think twice about it. Yeah, there was no such thing as long-term booking. In, uh, don't ask Bischoff. He'll say I was not part of the creative team, and I do not know. Well, I guess that's what I was alluding to last week when I was annoyed with directions for Farouk and Ahmed potentially moving forward because that very thing happens all the fucking time. It's like, oh, Ahmed's going to get beat up, and then at the pay-per-view, like, oh, just kidding. He's with Farouk. You can't well, beat him. You might right. as well join him. Yeah. I think it's also interesting to note here, because I didn't finish going over the WCW card during last week's show, which is fine. I'm not going to do it now. Um, but the day before the Raw we're about to watch, World War Three took place. Mm. So the Nitro oh. coming out is the one right after. Uh, we can talk about it during the show, if, um, the, the Nitro that happened. I but, believe at that World War Three, there's a... Uh confrontation between hogan and piper where hogan shows off his like metal hip or whatever probably. steel hip so and i think that world war three is not a bad show by the way uh the card is is pretty um fun from i see it in matt petticord's review of that night last week's nitro yeah uh there is an expected return coming to the world wrestling federation and <laughs> that man but that man is Papa Shango or oh, stop. Is comma. It looks like he's oh. coming back. Okay, hold on. I thought you literally meant Papa Shango was coming back. And I was like, no, the guy oh, was lying. Fuck. Charles Wright. Papa I Shango. know what they're going to do. What? What are they going to do, Bob? 
He's joining the nation, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as he's not the supreme fighting machine. No, it's going to be Kama, and he's just going to be like a Farouk guy. Right. He certainly has the look for it. That's the first thing I thought of when you said he's coming back. How long before I I say, let's say Farouk and Ahmed Russell at the December in your house, which it could happen. I bet you he shows up there. And that's I like, agree. And Farouk will win, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Here's the, the last major thing here for Observer Notes is apparently the World Wrestling Federation was in talks with Randy Savage about appearing at Survivor Series. But the talks are no longer taking place. Now, I believe, I remember hearing that Savage was the rumored name instead of Jimmy Snuka. Mm. That show. Oh, wow. Making his return. So they would have done a step down with Savage then. Right. Like, that's just, like, where's the money in that? Snook is the way you want to go. Savage went, oh, go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> uh... But apparently, so, you know, the talks have stopped going. Apparently, the WWF is looking to sign guys for contracts between three and five years. And that the savage investment of a long-term deal or, a, you know, a substantial amount of money a year just wouldn't be beneficial in the long run. So short-term. Get the fuck out of here, dude. The short-term, it would be beneficial because, you know, you could probably do a few matches and fans would be like, oh, cool, Savage is here, whatever. But long-term, it might hurt them. You Which, can't get three years out of Randy Savage? There's, it, That's what I'm thinking. Let's what? say this guy wanted... Let's say this guy wanted... Uh, well, number one, I'd probably overpay for Savage because I'm a Savage mark. But let's say he came back with like a $600,000 deal. Holy shit, that's twice as much as Brad, isn't it? Wow. Is it? I don't know. Okay. Isn't fine. this the era of the three hundred thousand dollar champion, like like Nash and? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Let's say let's say he comes back with a three hundred thousand dollar contract. Okay. So they, they, match the same, yeah. they match Brett, which is probably a pay cut <laughs> coming back from WCW. Yeah. But let's just say for the sake of they have standards, if you can't make that investment worthwhile or beneficial over the course of three years with the amount of different talent that he has to work with, then you're fucking up. Especially because Savage in 96 can still go, dude. He's having some of the best matches in WCW. He can still go up until he blows his knee out at Havoc 97. There you go. I agree. Jumping off the top of that cage. I agree. Which is the dumbest thing he could have done. That's pretty much the end of his, you know, good in-ring matches. I just saw that clip recently, and I was just like, why? Why did he Well, the thing that that doesn't help there is that the cage is not sturdy. Yeah, no. It is a flimsy cage, so he jumps off, and he's thinking he's getting more air than he's getting, and he's like, nah, dude, you're fine. I, I don't think that's the problem at all, to be honest with you. I think it's the move and the way he landed, because he's got plenty of fucking height. But he lands straight down on his legs. Right, but I, like, I think it's because the lack of sturdiness of the cage makes him kind of panic. And the way that his legs land. I'm sure. I'm sure that doesn't help. Takes the but brunt like, force of it. 
Yeah, the landing was – it was a bad move. It's not like this dude was dropping an elbow and going to land more spread out. He right. was going for – it was like an axe handle. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's as stupid as being like, Sid, why don't you do a big boot off the middle rope? And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then he does it and his fucking ankle snaps. It's like, wow, good idea for this giant man to land on one foot straight down for a fucking jumping big boot. And just think, even and not to go off on a tangent, but even if Sid hit the move, it still would have looked dumb as fuck. It would have really dumb, yeah. Who oh, thought right. of that? There's literally nothing about that thing. That well, Sid sense. didn't want to do it, but then he got talked into doing it. Similar right. like Lesnar shooting star press. He's like, I really don't want to do this. And then they're like, well, it's WrestleMania. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. He's like, okay, I'll do it. Okay, snap is not. And then Sid was like, I don't want to do it. But then they were like, Sid, it's it's sin. Road to Animal is going to be the big reveal. You gotta do it, and he was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, I tried." So, so let's say, so if Savage were to have returned at Survivor Series, then that havoc knee blown out doesn't happen. So, right. realistically, Savage's career would be extended. So he you would probably have, wouldn't have got as fucked up as he did in WCW either. There's no yeah right. So you'd have all of '97. 98 and let's say 99. So let's say you signed a three-year deal, right? Yeah. So those three years. Now, just off the top of your heads here, folks, those three years, just let's just have some fun. And then just think of the people mm-hmm. and characters that are developed and have been developed in that span of time. And if you're fucking telling me, that Savage working with those handful of guys multiple times over wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't bring you back a shit ton of money. <laughs> then I don't know what to tell you because yeah. motherfucker, he didn't even. We never. You could get a Brett pay per view match. We never got a match with Taker. Yeah, that we never got. Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. That we never got. Triple H. At least not in WWE. I think that happened on like Saturday. Triple H. Sean. Which so, they wanted. Again. Right. Well, I mean, they, they did they did they did a couple they did one I know like in England or whatever, like rampage. Like a rampage. Yeah, but he wanted that to be a major feud. Right, right, right. <coughs> Vader, mankind. Yeah. You know, come on. Like, what do we Rock? Think? The Rock. Imagine the charisma fucking promos between those two. Owen? Can you get yeah. some with Owen Bulldog? I mean, come on. It's just, it's just laughable that that they would try to say, well, you know, we just long term, you know, what's the what's the good in that? Fuck you. Like, now listen. Such a stupid thing to say. With your bias aside, would there is be- literally no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There is no bias. Okay. That is a that is just fact. That the I just only thing, almost 10 dudes. I know. That I, you're going to have pay-per-view matches with. I'm playing, they're all relatively <laughs> fresh <laughs> matches. I'm playing, but devil's advocate here. We do keep complaining about legends. I was just going to say that. The only thing that somebody can say oh. is that. Your bias is showing, no, Bob. No, is that listen, Savage no. is from a bygone era and it's taking it's away so. from some of these newer guys. You guys are really starting to piss me off. Your bias yes. is showing. You complain about legends. 
who cannot work anymore. <laughs> That's very true. Jimmy Stuka. No, I know. I don't think so. Crackhead Jake Roberts ain't working for me. King yeah. Kong Bundy, who fucking has sucked since 1987. No. Randy no, Savage, as, as fucking Austin just said, has had good matches in recent memory in 96. Okay. And if you Wait. look ahead in 97, has more classic matches. I agree. Yes. But in 96, as the day of, I'm going to say, this show that we're about oh. to watch, Randy Savage is 44. Last week... Our buddy oh, Austin Skinner said, anyone over the age of 40, fuck you, do not want you on my show. How old is AJ Styles? I'm not disagreeing with you. I didn't yeah, say but that's, and Today is way different, dude. Today's different. It's way different. And like Bob said, much to Bob's point, it's because the people who are over the age of 40 that we've been getting I know, I know. are fucking garbage. Bob Backlund, he tricked me in 93. Dude, he sucks. Fucking trash. Right. Hey, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You guys I like it's Savage. true, though. It is true, and that's a fair point. I mean, you guys I like Savage. Oh, if you had heard, oh, yeah, at Survivor Series, you'd be like, oh, shit, maybe he's back. Absolutely. Sure, he's fucking rustling against, you know, Jerry Lawler right now or whatever, but like, he's back. If it's my wallet, <clears throat> I am hiring Randy Savage. I'm signing that three-year deal 100%. A million percent. Um, it's I don't star care. power alone is worth it. Credibility in the business. I potential for fresh matchups from a guy who's been in the business a long time. You don't get that a lot. I'm wondering if there was a level of hesitancy because of the disaster with the warrior. Ooh, that may have played a part. I'm not saying that Randy Savage was a complete psychopath like Ultimate Warrior. But I could see how they're There's like. There's potential. Wait. Warrior what? fucked us over. Savage didn't let necessarily leave on the greatest of terms because we tried to make him a commentator and that blew up in our yep. face. It yep. could have well, been old. I got one more thing for you that's gonna blow your mind, and I'm just adding to adding to this fire here. Jake Roberts is 41. Wow. <laughs> Get out of here. So Savage is older than Jake Roberts is as of the show we are watching wow. today. Wow. I would have never guessed that. So I'm just saying, I mean, it really, I, it depends. I mean, of course, we know of this substance abuse and blah, blah, blah. we know this. But I just adding to the fact that wow. Jimmy Snuka, Jim, Jimmy Snuka, as of the show, is 80. I'm kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Snuka is a grandfather. Uh, well, here, for funsies, Jimmy Snuka is 53. Wow, in 96, he's 53? Yeah. Holy shit. So that is definitely past the part we want to be watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, But look, I think it's safe. I God, I hope it's safe to say this, that Jimmy Snuka was a, just to get the pop because we're in the garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, I feel like, um, well, I think before Dallas, you came out, we, we had seen Snuka even on, like, Raw. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. it's not like we hadn't seen him for five years. I mean, he's, you know, he's been mentioned. Right. Since the beginning of Raw started. So I don't know. And I don't really necessarily think that his uh, Snooka's return 
even really got that big of a pop. No, because I believe that he's kind of rustled at the Garden several times anyway. Right. Just not obviously televised. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's go to our house show notes here. Uh, there was one in Montreal on November 22nd. Uh, the attendance is 6,018. Uh, there is a note here that says that Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker versus Goldust and Mankind was a, uh, originally advertised for the show. And that appears mm. changed. Damn. As, as we will have seen. Okay. The results for this. So, it featured the Godwins defeating Leaf Cassidy, who was a substitute for David Boy Smith and WWF Tag Team Champion Owen Hart. When Henry hit the slap drop on Owen. Barry Windham defeated Bob Holly. Farouk defeated Aldo Montoya. The Undertaker pinned Vader. The Sultan defeated Carla Duke. Rocky Maivia pinned Goldust. The WWF World Champion Psycho Sid pinned Steve Austin, who was a substitute for Vader. Wow. Billy Gunn pinned Bart Gunn. Mark Merrow defeated the WWF Intercontinental Champion Hunter Hearst Helmsley. By disqualification. And in the main event, Shawn Michaels defeated Mankind. Hmm. Oh, okay. It's pretty different. Yeah, I would say it is quite different. I think I'm going to go to it. I think I'm going to go, but I don't think I'm going to get really expensive tickets. No, no. I think these are... No, I'd, ch- I'd check it out, too. I think, I, I think I'm getting a nosebleed. Like a nosebleed. A cheap ticket. $15 ticket. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, the good old days. The first few matches are like kind of weird, but yeah, but there's enough shit in there to get you by for your money. Yeah, a Sean, a Sean Mankind main event, and there's an actual finish to it. That could be fun. Right. Of course, you don't know there's a finish until you go, but whatever. Right. Right. Uh, All right. Well, that's the notes uh, leading into the show. It is now time to head over to Season 4, Episode 46 of Monday Night Raw, November 25th, 1996. Get your turkey out, folks, because we're about to fall asleep. Most likely. It's a fair point, actually. The runtime for this is 45 minutes, 44 seconds. I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, that's when you're going to hit the play button on Peacock, or if it's in your own personal collection, that works as well. So here we go. Three, two, one. Play. Uh, Bob, I have a request. Yeah. I think we need to be bringing back the ratings. We haven't been talking ratings at all. Uh, well, we don't want to talk about ratings as Bret Hart's coming out because uh, the WWF <laughs> loses. Dun, 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 dun. I, I so I thought sort of thought that's maybe why we weren't. And I get that it gets old. But, I mean, yeah, literally, they, it's, like, not even close. Yeah, Brower immediately coming out, looking like he's ready for action. He is a little chubby in the belly. He looked like it in that pose. I don't know if he yeah. but is he actually? Let me see. Should he have oh, a jersey no. on instead of tights? Let's see. Right, jean shorts and a jersey, maybe. All right, so... Dallas, for instance, when, what are you most interested? Like, what time frame here are you interested in these ratings? Oh, I just want to, like, as we're going, it was like, oh, what was last week's show? Like, I missed right, when we did So that. how about this? So how about this? Okay. We'll say. 
Holy shit. Okay, so let's say, you know, there was like two weeks after SummerSlam where Raw was preempted. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just give you guys a general idea. So the first, this, it was August 26th and uh, September 2nd that those preemptions were. And Nitro on the 26th got a 4.2, and on September 2nd got a 4.3. Holy shit, are we about to get a Brett versus Owen? Uh, it's looking looking sure like it, man. Sure looks it. I don't even think that was ever advertised. No, it was not. Okay, so for instance, so just to give you a rough, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, name, I'm gonna list a few of these ratings. Oh my god. Okay, so September 9th. The first rating I will read is Nitro's, followed by Raw, so I don't have to continually repeat myself. So September 9th, 3.7 to a 2.4. September 16th, 3.7 to a 2.1. September 23rd, 3.4 to a 2. September 30th, 3.3 to a 2.3. October 7th, 3.5, 2.1. October 14th, 3.3. 1.8. October October 21st, which I believe is the return of Brett for the in-ring promo. I think this is after Buried Alive. So this is important to note. 3.2 to 2.6. So that's a oh. pretty big jump up for, for Brett. The next week, October 20th, 3.6 to a 2. 11.4, 3.4, 2.3. November 11th, 3.7 to 2.5. The night after, so this was last week, the night after Survivor Series, 3.2 to 2.4. These guys are getting fucking smoked. And guess what? It only gets worse. So, oh. So now tonight, on November 25th, okay, and we're starting off with Brett and Owen. And Dallas, if you have the Nitro results, this might help with comparison. I'll mention it after you mention that. Okay, so the rating for this show. 3.1 to a 2.1. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Now, this is kind of an interesting tidbit. So So they can't do better than 2.5 for months straight here. I will tell you right now. So the 2.6 on October 21st, when Brett comes back, is like their highest rating since August 19th. Okay. So from that 2.6 on 10.21, the next time they beat that, the next time they get anything over a 2.6 isn't until March 31st, 97. Oh. It's crazy. Okay, but now on this website that I'm on, ProWrestlingFandom.com, just like on this chart across from it is 1999, right? So just for like how the trend goes, you look at, let's say, June 21st, 1999, Raw gets a 6, and Nitro gets a 3.1. Whoa. So just a trend there, you know what I mean? Like just to see. No, that's really interesting. In a few years, it's just how much it flips on you. Life hits you fast. Right. Um, I feel like I don't want to talk about Nitro just yet because I think this is probably going to be one of the best things we're going to see on this show because Owen and Brett on Raw is quite a treat. 
what did we do to deserve this? Well, I watch like, watch 230 episodes of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we had been told that these guys would never fight each other again. Really? Back in '95, right? It was like the last encounter. Probably. Uh, you know what? You might be onto something with that. Slapping each other. I'm surprised this is on a taped on the taped one. I feel like this would be something you would do on the live rock. I'm surprised the crowd doesn't give a fuck. Well, it is a lot of arm bars, and as we know, Bob was falling asleep during the Iron Man match because of similar situations. So. Well, when you got a fucking hour of a wrist lock, how much can you take of that? And you got to think, this is not this is later than the other episode already, and who knows what other if they did other dark matches or whatever. So the crowd's probably already a little cranky. Well, and it's not like they haven't seen probably 50 Brett vs. Owen matches at this point. And Owen only ever won, like, one of them. Dude, I'd still be down, so fuck you both. I'm not saying I wouldn't be down, but... It's kind of a... Played out thing. Is that Billy Silverman as the referee? I thought he was a WCW guy. It is Billy mm. Silverman. Huh. Bulldog looking in intently backstage on a TV monitor. One, two. Brett can't beat him with a roll-up. Who do you guys think uh, Rocky Maivia is going to be fighting tonight? Um, Aldo Montoya. Wait, he's I'm a babyface, too. Um, right. I'm going to say the Brooklyn Brawler. Leaf gotta- Cassidy. Ooh. Oh, um, I, I was going to say him, but we just saw him. I'm going to say um, the plumber guy. I can't think of his name. T.L. Hopper. T.L. Hopper. <laughs> the plumber guy. What about uh, FJF? Wait. Maybe. Wait, I got a good one. Razor Ramon. Mm, <laughs> the original. Scott Hall. That'd be a huge match. Wait, okay, real talk, real quick, though. Are we done with them? No. After Survivor? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. That's yeah, was, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't have this confirmed. Don't tell me we're going deep in 97 with them. No, I'm, we're not. No, no, no. But I will tell you that I am almost certain that they get a tag team title shot on pay-per-view. Oh, oh. I am pretty, pretty sure. I really hope that's a joke. Come on. I, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they do. I think you can count their 1997 appearances on one hand. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they're not there by Mania 13. No way. Yeah, they're gone by then. As Owen's putting a camel clutch. On uh, the hitman. Or is Owen's making Brett look shit. like a jabron, dude. Give up, Brett. You're a loser. Owen's like, I'm a champion. You're a loser. He's right. And if I was Brett, I'd comment back and say, you got pinned by Phil LaFon. It's Survivor Series, you loser. You're a loser. Did they did they drop Jim Ross like managing Razor and Diesel or what? Because I feel it like that hasn't like been it. really mentioned. 
If they're smart, they dropped it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Owen's another guy where if you just think about how much his style would have complimented a lot of the guys coming up when he passed away, it'd have been so good, dude. Did you say Billy Gunn versus Wildman Mark Miro? That might be all right. You know, what's what's really sad, too, about Owen is, like, if you look at, like, WWF 2000. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. That, that influx of talent. Like, holy yeah. God. Benoit, Guerrero, Saturn. That'd be insane. A main event rock. Hmm. Even a comeback for the Steve Austin thing after breaking his neck. Yeah, I mean, but you know, another thing too is like if he let's say he jumped ship to WCW, you would have Booker. Yeah. Scott, Scott Steiner. Right. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett would have been Sting? a good one. Sting would be probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, his style was kind of tailor-made. This filter. That the Jim Ross one you sent is fucking scary, dude. What, <laughs> what the is hell? That? It's a Snapchat filter. <laughs> That's not even like the like the crying <laughs> one. That Jim Ross one, dude. People would think like that's somebody else on commentary. <laughs> Oh my That's god. That's shit. I've been wanting to do the um the uh crying uh, filter on Dude. Sid. Dude, okay, I'll see what I can do. Doesn't it have to be a video? No. No. That shit's funny as fuck. The problem is like Brett already looks like he's crying, so the crying one's not working very good on him. <laughs> Look at that sunset flip. Owen or uh, Brett rolls through. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Out. Oh shit! Steve oh, Austin the chair. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, he whacked Brett over the back. He ain't forget. Oh, hell yeah. Notice Nobody we haven't heard me. anything about Brian Pillman in a long time. Well, I mean, he's got like a broken leg, so. I know, but he fostered this feud. They're going to Pillmanize him right now. Look, Owen's helping him. He's like, yeah, 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 do it. Well, he's not even putting it on there, right? Is he? I have to sit at the Thanksgiving dinner table with this fucker in three days. Break his leg. What's Bulldog? <laughs> Bulldog's saying no. What? The fuck is this? What? Bulldog's turning baby All right, face? break Bulldog's leg then. Wait, they're the tag champs. Look, Owen was going to do the chair. He wants to do it, but Bulldog's saying no. Why is Bulldog <laughs> saying no? This is bullshit. The way Bulldog that... keeps pushing Owen. I don't okay. want them to break up yet. This was this is funny, because if you saw it, Bulldog was like, you know, Owen was talking to him, and it looked like Owen was like, but I want to break his ankle. Yeah. Like Look, Steve Austin's... Like, oh, oh, no! No, he just oh. hit Bulldog in the back! 
like, oh no, what's Owen gonna do? Chuck just at him. That's his partner, dude. Yeah, and now he's pissed. Like, Steve, why'd you do that? Let's break both their legs. <laughs> Austin's done his damage. Time to go. Interesting. I kind of like that. <laughs> Me too. It puts Owen in a precarious position. Yeah, well, he fucking wags Brett with a chair, and then he fucking destroys Bulldog, and Owen doesn't even punch him or nothing. He's just like, what are you doing? So I've I've noticed a trend here. We start the show with this absolute chaos. Now, do we continue the trend where there's chaos and then it just fizzles out? Like, is this their attempt yeah. to keep viewers in here? Like, oh, shit, something's going on, and then we're going to get fucking T.L. Hopper against I have a feeling. Well, if you notice, it keeps being with Steve Austin, too, because they know he's the one people want to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. He laid him out with the chair and then chucked the chair at Bulldog after he was hurting. The chucking it part gets me. Oh, God damn it. Is this 1993? What a whirlwind. So we go from that hot open to the executioner and mankind. And it looks like it's going to be just executioner wrestling. Executioner in full regalia with the fucking scythe axe thing included. Unreal. So bad. Oh my god, is that FJF in the ring? Yeah, it it looks like it is, dude. Look at him run his finger across the Yeah, that makes me anxious that he's gonna just slice his fucking finger open. This guy's such a fucking jabron. Who is it again, Bob? Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy. They did do a good job of hiding that, because I wouldn't guess that's who it is. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known that either. Come on, FJF. Don't get beat up by a guy in a hood. Why is every generic masked wrestler the executioner? <laughs> That's a it's good point. That. We, we did have a tag team called the Executioners. You're either an executioner or you're a patriot. <laughs> That's true. Or like an assassin. assassin. Yes. The masked assassin. Or like the terrorist. Like, okay. Remember when terrorists came and beat up Undertaker and then they couldn't do that angle anymore? Well, it ruined Muhammad Hassan's career. <laughs> Which was horrible. He was a top heel. And then they were like, they did that. And then UPN was like, nope. Or because there was like a, something happened in France, right? Yeah, there was like a bombing or something. Yeah. So they're like, no, you can't do that anymore. So they killed off the character like that weekend at Great American Bad. And now he's a principal in Fulton. <clears throat> Or whatever. It's a principal somewhere. We just got a picture-in-picture with Doc Hendricks. What was he bullshitting about? I really couldn't hear it. It was like something about someone coming back or somebody's going to talk to him. I, I Maybe he's going to talk to Steve Austin. Maybe that's what they're kind of talking about. I had a little, a little bit of trouble hearing him. Yeah, this, usually, this would be a good match where you could tell us the results oh, for Nitro. You're damn right it is, Bob. Thank you. Okay, so... 
Uh, as mentioned before, we we're just coming out of World War Three. So Matt Petticord over on WrestlingRecaps.com. <laughs> great wrestling source. Yeah, it's great. Uh, or was, his own website, PDRWrestling.net. Oh, I didn't know he had his own website. Well, I'm reading this. I stole his I stole his material, and I am taking all of the uh, revenue from it. Oh, okay. Well, he lists the current champions, and since it's right out of the pay-per-view, uh, might as well tell you. Uh, so Hollywood Hogan is uh, your WCW world champion. Looks like he's he's had that. I could be wrong about the way I'm reading this. But uh, the United States title has— He's had that since August. Right. The fact you know that is very sad. But Hogwild, uh, baby. Eat the giant. Fuck you. The U.S. title has been vacated because... The Flair had it. He was hurt. Because the Giants stole the belt and Flair was stripped because he couldn't defend it. So they are actually starting a U.S. title tournament on Nitro. The Outsiders are your tag champs. Lord Steven Regal is your TV champ. And your Cruiserweight champion is Dean Malenko as the executioner essentially kills FJF. You just choked Uh, him out. How is that even legal? It's a choke. Exactly. Uh, in the opening contest, Lex Luger took on Arn Anderson. This was a first-round uh, U.S. title tournament match. And it looks like Luger uh, won that. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. They got a double count out. Both men out of the tournament. That's stupid. That's pretty sad. Um, then they had, it looks like, an NWO segment. DDP fought Disco Inferno. Not a tournament match. Um. Diamond cutter. Two minutes, 14 seconds. <laughs> bang. Uh, DDP. Bang. Bang. Uh, Steven Regal and Tony Pena. It looks like we got the Regal stretch to get the win. And yes, Billy Gunn, Mark Merrill up next here on Raw. Billy Gunn looking like Kevin like Costner or something. Dude, what a weird. Oh, my God. Look at this. Sean does not look like he wants to be sitting next to Jose. <laughs> that way, it's no. American American badass Shawn Michaels. Holy shit! He's like, I don't want to be here. Vince, I'm here. Hi, dude. He that looks that couch weird. too is an uh, interesting choice. Okay, no one cares about Jose. So, uh, Conan and Eddie Guerrero fought in the first round match. This is in the second hour now. Eddie won that one. I'm checking. Yeah, I, I know he did. And he won. Then Rick Steiner took on Big Bubba. Rick Steiner won that one. No. What? Bubba won. No, he did this, not. Yep. Rick throws Bubba around for a while until Sting comes out, and Scorpion Death drops him and gives Bubba the win. Bubba Fat. Ray Mysterio Jr. against Psychosis. Oh, Ray won Rich. that. They re-air the Piper Hogan contract signing from last week. That took 15 minutes, apparently. Oh, my God. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Alex Wright. Jarrett won with the figure four, it looks like. Harlem Heat took on the Faces of Fear. This looks like it's the main event. Um, and the New World Order came out, and there was a DQ. Went off, go off the air with the NWO standing tall including Marcus Bagwell. So he must be This is this when he he must either join or he gets teasing it or something? I don't know. New World Order. Bob, do you know? Is that when Bagwell kind of joins? Um 
Well, how is it? How does it read there? Well, where does it even mention him before that? It just says uh, we go off the air with the NWO boy standing tall, including Marcus Bagwell. So he so must I already wonder, be here. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, November twenty fifth, he joined the NWO. Okay, so, so he does join. Partner it. Scotty Riggs. So I'm assuming okay. they probably did a run in to make the save, and Bagwell turned on him then. It must be. I don't think it lists that, but that makes the most sense to me. This is so awkward. What's done is done. There's no excuses for what happened at Survivor Series. Jose had a heart attack. He cost me the title. And he was, like, poking Jose's leg while he was saying it. Yeah, see, Jerry Lawler's even saying that Jose's an old fossil and cost him the title. Well, why would Jose get on the apron? That's his first fault. Yeah, he kind of asked for it. This is so lame. No wonder why WCW's kicking their fucking ass. Who gives a shit about this? As far as Shawn Michaels is concerned... Sean looks like such a jabron with that bandana. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good look. No. He's kind of giving me like wild hogs vibe, like John Travolta trying to be a Michael. Yes, yeah, trying to be cool, but like it's not yeah. cool. And Jose is just killing any credit that Sean well, has. Well, Jose has look on his face like as soon as the camera goes to black, he's going to get beat up by Sean again for costing him the title. So he's right. got a level of fear in his eyes. Like, please don't cut <laughs> away from me. He kind of just made a weird comment like, Brett, I, I don't care where I face you next, but I want Sid. So he's basically hints at the fact that we're going to get Brett Sean again soon, but he wants Sid first. Right. Of course. Of course he does. Well, the plan, I think, was Sean and Brett at 13 again. I think that's why Brett agreed to drop the belt in the first place, wasn't it? He'd get his comeback at the next WrestleMania. Yeah. I like that. It's like he they get to agree to it as if Vince couldn't be like, nah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I like that they always had to negotiate with Brett on what he's going to do or what he's not going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Sean is really heavy in this promo, and you know, as soon, just like we saw a minute ago, he didn't know the camera was on, so that's why he was looking so fucking pissed. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty bored with this. Uh, We've got to do a time check here, guys. We haven't done one yet. We're at 24 minutes, 34 seconds. Sean's not a good promo. He's trying to say he's going to do what he wants when he wants to do it. Yeah. I think Sean can be, but we're, I don't know if we're quite there yet. No more Mr. Nice Guy. He's mad, dude.
They're just getting closer and closer to Sean's face. Yeah. So, by the sounds of it, whoever wins between Brett and Sid in your house will then challenge, will defend against Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble, which is taking place in San Antonio, Texas. Hmm. Long-term booking. Oh, there's Rocky Maivia. What in the world? What a weird picture-in-picture. And here comes Sonny next. Yeah, they both get kicked off the screen, and then it's Sonny. Here you go. Guys, they're making a new DeLorean. Aren't you excited about that? No. That's kind of cool. Just me? All right, I'll fuck off. I think it's cool. I like it's cool that Sonny's not wearing a bra on Raw. Sorry. Her tits look a little saggy tonight. I, I think they were. I think they look fine. What the what fuck was that? that, Vince? Jesus. Vince can't dance. I know you want me. You know what? You know what my favorite Vince clip is? What's that? It's the clip where he interviews uh, David Schultz, and the guy's got a gun. And he doesn't think it's loaded, and he shoots it, and he's like, "What the fuck? What the hell is wrong with you?" And then David Schultz like points the gun at him, and then Vince is immediately like, "Hey, okay, we're cool. Hey, hey no problem." So he turns into this, this angry guy, and then as soon as there's a, threat I don't think to I've him, seen that. Just, You've never I, seen it. I've seen, I think I've seen that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's great because he's like, "What is wrong with you? You stupid!" And then David Schultz is like, I don't know, am I? And he points the fucking shotgun at Vince. And it's like, hey, no, hey, whoa, whoa, we're cool. Hey, we're cool. That's cool. Cool down. Uh-oh, semifinals of the Karate Fighters, Sable against Sonny. Oh, fuck. We should have known that was coming. Who's going to win? I say that Sable's going to win. I like Tiger Ninja, so I'm voting for her. Uh, it's funny. I, it was just... I think it was last week on the on the major pod. They just talked in like I think Brian Myers bought Karate Fighters. Oh, he did. Yeah. Come on, Sable. Oh, Sonny won. What a bitch. Do you think Wait these on. are rigged? Uh-oh. Oh, yes. Reversing the decision. Like gum on her fucking karate fighter. She just oh. punched the referee. That's a ten thousand dollar fine. What the hell? Wait, Wait Sable Sonny wasn't the finish? No, apparently Mr. Perfect is still in the Karate Fighters tournament. Oh. He's gotta go against Sid. And wait, and the when they taped this, Sid was a face probably, so we're gonna see like goofy Sid. Right. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Salvador yes. Sincere, my favorite patriot. Well, we found who Rocky Maivia is fighting. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, no. I wouldn't have guessed our buddy Sales Sincere. Oh, no way. He would have been my one of my last guests ever.
Here he comes, guys. Trying to turn my TV, see if there's any kind of crowd reaction. By the sounds of it, no. Eh, It was pretty quiet. And even any of the noise that we hear, I mean, this is a taped show, so post-production's a hell of a thing. They're having the Hall of Famers from this year talk about Rocky Maivia. He looks like a superstar. I am Don Morocco, and I went to that USWO, the USWA show one time where he teamed up with Bart Sawyer, and he is the greatest tag team wrestler I've ever seen. He beat Gorgeous George. Captain, and Captain Lou was like, yeah, great my vias. The heritage of that family is... They common. shouldn't be doing that. Why not? Because it's going to make people hate this dude. Sincere just kissed my via. I know you want me. Oh. Why do they keep putting Sunny on commentary? Anyone know? To get your boner big. Because they have no no other okay. use. Okay, Doc Hendricks is talking about the hitman. So, doesn't want the cameras to come in because Brett will punch you and he'll say, give me a bunch of goddamn money. And then he'll spell out WCW in the air. <laughs> what? Give me a bunch of goddamn money. You degenerates. Nothing but degenerates. I think, I think Goldberg, I think he's a piece of shit. Do you remember when Rich Swan did the Brad Hart and the line for fucking dude? Oh yeah, it's so good. So good. He was like talking about the vending machine or some shit. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, he does a really good Brad Hart impression. Yeah, Sonny's like, I'm really, I'm really impressed. He, or I'm really pleased. He's one young, impressive individual. She's drooling over Mr. Maivia. God. He's one good-looking guy. And now now this dude, she's a big movie star. With hair like that, you could become a movie star. Just think about that, guys. I wish. Oh, you cut your hair, so... You're talking about uh, Salvador's hair, right? No, my Vias. Go get him, Tom Brandy. Look at that baseball oh. slide type dropkick right to my Vias face. Who is this guy? You think he is a knockoff little Guido with this whole uh, Mamma Mia thing? Convinces my Vias first appearance on Raw, which is actually false. It's his first match on Raw. Right. He's appeared what twice? Right, yes. What a maneuver. Maya Vita to slingshot uh, Sincere from the ring over the top to the floor. This is Chris Storm. It's not even funny. Come on, Maya Vita. You got to follow up here. No, dude. He's got to wait. Look at this picture that Marty Genetti posted. And now look what's, look what's behind him. Oh. The barbershop window. Oh, no, man. You know what that means. Yeah, he must be afraid. He tried jumping out of it. Because that's what happened with Sean. But look, he, he, this is what he writes on it. How long have we known each other? I mean, from hmm. social media or in person. And do we have any stories to tell? Normally, those of y'all I meet in person... We end up having a great memory and story to tell. 
here. What happened was nothing. I panicked before getting a single phone number, saw that barbershop window and turned into a coward, ran the opposite way, (laughs) hearing Bobby Heenan's voice in my head. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I was a coward. he, He goes into it. He leans into it. That's funny. I actually really think, like, look at his cover photo. Of course. (laughs) Him and Sean on Raw from, like, 2004. So weird. What was that? All right, so the Rock just, like, or Rocky Maivia slammed uh, Sincere, and then he did, like, a weird arm taunt. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that was odd. Uh, uh, sorry, one more Marty Jannetty. Shoulder thing. breaker. His his book. little bio thing on his Facebook. Okay, he won with the shoulder breaker. Um, That's his, his finish, dude. His bio says, if at first you don't succeed, skydiving is not for you. You heard me. Oh, oh my God. That's his bio? <laughs> That's the most Marty Jannetty bio I've ever heard in my fucking life. If at life. first you don't succeed, well, then that's just... <laughs> Skydiving's not for you. You heard Because you're dead, bro. Fuck Marty Jannetty. I think Sonny should manage uh, Rocky Maivia. Why? Kind of looks like that's where we're heading, buddy. It looks like she's eye-fucking him. I don't know about you. There's Mark Merrill. With Sable. Sable looking kind of weird, but... We're 35 minutes in. Sable's looking like um, a pissed-off admin in the office. She's looking like a pissed-off housewife. I think that's because she's actually indeed a pissed off housewife. <laughs> Probably. I've been loving the Lord more than my wife. Jesus. Time to get wild. At? Whose headphones is he ripping off? Waller? Oh, Doc Gosh, Hendricks I- here. Usually I'm selling piece of shit shirts for pretty cheap, but tonight it's pretty serious. He's got he's got an update on Bulldog and Owen. He's saying that Bulldog is gonna get a piece of uh, Steve Austin. Wow. What did he do to the guns on Superstars? We, this is important information. Speaking of the guns, here comes uh, Billy Gunn, and he's got... All black on. All black on, so he's still a cowboy. But like a suit jacket cowboy? Well, and now, like a, now he's got like a denim top on. Oh, Mero doesn't even get an entrance. Okay. Holy shit. If Billy Gunn wins this match, then Mark Mero was a horrible investment. If you're telling me right now, he's about to job out to Billy. Yeah, Fett. how about that? They'll invest in Mark Merrow and not Randy Savage. What the fuck? Right. Well, here's a head scissors by Merrow. And a backdrop. If they were smart, they'd give Mark Merrow like a mortis gimmick. And they'd call him Bone Merrow. Oh, oh my God. God. That's great. <laughs> Helmsley's on commentary. You want a oh, piece of me? Helmsley. Okay. That would explain that then. Because he is the champ these days. Right. 
you know, I will I will give Billy Gunn credit here. He he is a good seller. Bone marrow. Oh, slingshot. Leg drop one, two. No, Billy kicks out of three. Do you really think Billy's about to win this bullshit? There's, I mean, if I didn't realize Helmsley was on commentary, so if he does win, it's going to be because Helmsley hits Merrow with the, the belt or something. Right. I don't think he's about to beat him clean. If Helmsley wasn't there and Merrow still came out without an entrance and Billy got an entrance, I'd be a little concerned. Right. Uh, we are 37 minutes, 50 seconds into the show. Out of a 45-minute, 45-second show. So this is the main event then. Unless we hear from Brett, we might hear from like Brett right at the end or something like that. I could see, but oh, that oh, I thought he got him on like the oh, springboard so, move. So but Billy kicks out it too. Hmm. Whoa. That was a nice move, so. He hit him, like, the way his legs hit him in the head, too. Yeah. I know it won't be. Famouser by Billy. But Meryl doesn't really sell it. He's already, like, I'm already, he's already awake. Well, he didn't jump. He kind of just put his leg on him and, like, pushed his face down. Yeah, that's true. It's the early days, okay? I didn't realize Kaylee Spider had a new Facebook picture. Yeah. She switched it. It's been like the same thing for two years. Dude, what if I told you her phone background was the same for like three? And I was like, can you please change that? (laughs) Oh, you're past the year on yours. I know, I know. So Let's look at Bob's. Bob literally has one photo, I think. What? Oh, Bob's, holding the, Bob's holding his son in that photo. I My nephew. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like the sleep. Bob switches to the sleeping profile every couple of months. He's like, nah, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. I change it to how I feel. Oh. What if you just took, like, a fresh profile pic? Why? That wasn't recycled. Ah, oh, dude. Put it to you and Brett. That's a recycled picture. Yeah, but it's like Brett, so it's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a mark. I'm not. Ooh, Billy Gunn's going to be on Livewire this Saturday. How, how excited are you guys? I drive so hard. So he sad as he yawned. Mid mid yawn. Can't wait. What is what could you possibly talk to Billy Gunn about on a Saturday morning at ten? That's why it's probably very worth tuning into. Cause what the fuck is Billy Gunn gonna talk about for a half hour? Uh, Bart, <laughs> all Bart ever did was uh, hold me down. They're gonna like keep calling in about Stone Cold and trying to tie it to fucking Billy Gunn, but they can't. I would call in and be like, "Hi, uh, is this Chris? Is this Chris Jericho?" And he'd be like, "No, this is Billy Gunn." And I'd hang up and I'd call again, like, "Hi, is this Alex Wright?" <laughs> no, this is Billy Gunn. And I'd be like, "Is this Diamond Dallas Page?" And he'd be like, "No, it's fucking not. Okay, it's it's me, Billy Gunn." 
I like how pissed off JR would get when they call in about other guys from the other companies. Like, now yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. future stars on this show, folks. Future stars. Yeah, they, yeah, because they'd be like, you, do you think Randy Savage would ever come back? And he'd be like, well, if he was, can he go back in time and be eight years younger? I don't think so. Next call. Yeah, oh, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. He, like, bullshits it. Yeah. Such a nice guy. We are not paleontologists here in the WWF. We are not looking for dinosaurs. Next call, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because, like, six years later when Hulk Hogan comes back, he's like, it's the Hulkster. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the shit that kills me with them is, like, they'll be like, it's like it's like now it's like blood it's all blood and guts and then the next week it's like okay uh this dude's gushing blood on your tv show yeah yeah or how the like shit talk ecw and then people are going through six tables off a fucking (laughs) 20 foot ladder Right, or they'll be like, "Oh, we are not hardcore wrestling." And by the way, we're gonna put guys in a dumpster and then push it off the side of the stage. <laughs> yeah, they, we are a different product than that. So just so you guys know, we we're don't, gonna we don't, we're we're not gonna promote murder, but we're gonna hang Big Boss Man from a cell. <laughs> so don't worry about it. We respect women. Let's rip their clothes off and throw them in mud. Right. Billy Gunn just did the Mark Merrill eyes thing and was, like, making fun of him. <laughs> and it looked really funny. Oh, Mark Merrill crotching Billy Gunn. Helmsley's upset because Merrill pulled the ropes. Well, what else would you do? Let's let him hit the move on you? We've gotten a lot of in-ring action the last two weeks, and it, it just it's so it slows the show down so much. What the I, hell did did it take Mark Merrill three minutes to hit a Hurricane Rana off the top rope? Because we went to commercial for that. Oh wait, Helmsley's saying that Sable's having a little problem. Also, if you notice, Helmsley's like got a little bitch tie on. And well, I think it was a bit inappropriate for him to start going over to Sable and he was like adjusting his groin. He also yeah, that's her, the Me Too movement. Yeah. He also called her unattractive not very long ago. Wasn't she like originally his girl? Well, yeah, he was just one of the first. Yeah, and then she got stolen from him. So what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, go get him, Meryl. That's my wife, Meryl. And I know you fucked her. Before I got here, oh, Black punched him, knocked him out. Oh, Billy, oh, the knee lifts to the back. Oh, my God. Is Billy, is Billy going to win this match? I like how Mero barely sold the knee to the back. Helmsley, get out of the ring. You're going to cost the match. Hey, Rat, no. Why is the referee calling for the belt? He ain't done that. Well, no, I guess. Oh, man. Well, there it is. Wait, it's Billy and Hunter. Break it down. (laughs) (laughs) the young 41 year old jake roberts out here oh, working God. harder than randy savage could here in the wwf in 96 dude jake he roberts is not even such, making a save 
He's in such bad shape, even compared to like SummerSlam. Look at this guy. Yeah, he's a mess. Holy shit. The thing that got in and started getting beat up immediately. (laughs) The thing that's weird is like he came back with like the little vest on to like hide the fact he's out of shape and he got worse and then he took it off. Because he didn't fit in the vest anymore. Yeah, I was going to say. Or his like stomach was poking out the bottom. So it was like embarrassing. So he's like, fuck it. It also looks like Jake's wearing three-inch lifts in his boots, which I think is pretty Oh, weird. yeah, they do. Holy shit, yeah. You're probably right. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, I that not... was a piece of shit. How can I... you fuck up a show that opened up with Brett and Owen? Like, come on. I feel like that was another trend from, like, last week, where the show's like, oh, cool, I'm interested. And then yeah, but last week was better. Actually sucked. Yeah, I would I... say last week was better than this. I would agree with that, too. It's well, just the listen. quality of matches and the length that they're getting. If they were good, yes. lengthy matches, awesome. Or uh, they're not. Or we have a little bit more story in between and have a little bit shorter of matches. Right. Which, Which is what honestly, it agreed. It needs it. Uh, the positive, though, is, guys, we only got five more total Raws in 96 and one pay-per-view. I just noticed that, and that's really exciting. It's crazy. Five Raws. And we were in the 97, Austin's favorite year in the WWF. I got to be honest, and we've said this so many times, when Bob and I first started, if you would have told me that in a couple of years, you're going to be starting on 97 Raws, I'd have said, I got better shit to do than that. (sighs) I got two words for you. Um, I really, you know... Dallas is kind of alluding to it, but I am not a fan of 1997 TV <laughs> Raws. I just am not. Um, a lot of the major angles I have no interest in. So 97 for me, being the first year that I know what to expect, pretty much from book start to book end, uh, is going to be interesting because I don't, necessarily like it that much you say yeah. that now but maybe uh i was gonna say i think maybe after putting yourself through three years of torture maybe uh you're gonna come into it with some different uh perspective and maybe you will enjoy it i just wish we could per- personally like if it were up to me i'd say hey guys 97 was great take our word for it because we're gonna go right to 1998 mm. Because that's the shit I want to see. Because that's... I'm standing by it and Bob's going to get pissed. But 1998 in professional wrestling is my favorite year. Period. ECW, WCW, WWF. I mean, I've I've always... For WCW, I'm more of a 97 guy. I can see 98, but 98... Is only for like half a year, and then it just falls off a cliff. Yeah, but that's part of it. <laughs> that's part of the fun. Yeah, that's part of it, dude. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I don't um, know. I've always had a very big fondness for that year in pro wrestling. Just because there's so much shit going on. And it's like crazy shit. ECW is good that year, too. That, really that's good. Of, it's an underrated year. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I feel like I've I've probably mentioned this before, but 
I'm going to start kind of telling people now on a more consistent basis. Uh, these shows tend to be about an hour and a half in length. You know, we'll talk, do the notes, watch the show, discuss whatever. And we were usually around an hour and a half. Uh, in early 97, Raw is going to be going to two hours. We know that. It's been 30 years. It's not a spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, me, brother. As a result, that when that happens, and I believe it's in February, the format of the show is not necessarily changing, but we're going to make sure that it's still around an hour and a half because those shows alone are an hour and a half, roughly. So it's important to note that when the show starts, uh, within a very short period of time, we will start the live watch, and I will do notes kind of during the show, and we'll banter throughout the show instead of having a 20-minute opening banter and notes thing. That way that the Icopod... Uh, Raws are not two and a half hours long. Yeah. Because let's face it, we'll just get drained by doing that. And chances are we will be trying to do uh, two episodes uh, per taping. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. We usually start around six o'clock at night. Uh, And I don't think either one of us, I don't think any of us want to be doing this until around 11. Uh, absolutely not. That would not be fun. So just a heads up, everybody get ready, uh, in early 97 for there to be a brief, Hey, welcome to the show. And then we're going to start doing it right from the get go. Uh, so if you are someone that likes to watch along with us on Peacock or whatever, make sure you have that shit ready to go early on. I'm giving you guys a couple of months notice. Yeah, to get your shit together. Yeah. Now, the week before, when that happens, I will most certainly make sure to remind you again that that the first run which that happens uh, will be going right, almost right from the jump, into just watching the show, discussing notes, house shows, whatever, just to make sure that we keep it at around an hour and a half. Uh, pay-per-views, of course, most of those will still be three hours or, you know, two and a half or whatever so but just and a forewarning yeah and i feel like for the listeners too i mean there's enough podcasts out there that go three and a half four hours sometimes it's like <laughs> no, first of all nobody listens that long and if they do they regret it so well i'll tell you right now i've listened to podcasts that are three hours long and i mostly do it at work and for the most part it's just people talking in my ear yeah so, I'm not necessarily focusing on it unless I hear something that catches my interest. Right. right. So, you know, to piggyback on what Bob's talking about, we know that you only want so much and we only want to give you so much. So I think that plays into it, too. Listen, we know what you're used to with Icopod. We're going to try and stick to what you're used to as much as possible. Yeah, maybe maybe at some point we'll just catch you off guard and we'll start covering Nitro. The more just the switch unannounced, just like Farouk did. We're just it's Nitro yeah. now. Right, right. Yeah. One and, day and we'll and we'll play it off like we've been covering Nitro the entire time. Like this yeah. has not been just for a day to be a problem. Like, right. Do remember when Luger showed up a year and a half ago? That was crazy. Um, Dallas. 
is this the second year of Raw that you've watched with us? So you watched 95 and 96? Yeah, man. This is like, we're about to, uh, about to come up on my anniversary, pretty much. And Bob, um, for 93, so that's what, four years almost? 93, 94, 95, 96. We're going to be on our fourth year. Yeah. Finishing our fourth year. Do you feel that we've, you know, not looking ahead too much? Do you think that we're out of the weeds as far as plateaued raws, flat raws, you know, unstoryline progressing, just filler shit? Um, because think if we're going to two hours, right? That's a lot more raw that you need to fill in, mm-hmm. or that you have the opportunity to fill in with uh, storyline content, right? From Dallas's perspective, it's a little bit harder because he has only seen ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, but I even think from the transition from ninety five, ninety six, we still get some bullshit, but it's not. I, don't I would think agree. It's bad. So, I would agree, and I guess that's kind of what I'm getting to with Bob. I think from '93, which was really random hodgepodge shows, except for maybe a storyline or two, uh, to now has been a major leap. Mm-hmm. So I can't help but to think, you know, moving forward, we can only go up. Right. Well, I'm curious of how um, – what's that transition going to look like and how are they going to actually be able to keep everyone's attention that long? Right. So that's what I'm curious about. Um, in my opinion, I think not even necessarily at the, the moment it goes two hours, but I think the moment where – and it might coincide with when they go to two hours. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. But the moment in which they no longer can do four raws and one taping is oh, when a really great point. When you're going to eliminate the uh, probably ability to produce subpar raws. So like one week you're in Pittsburgh. It's not a matter of like, cool, now we got four episodes in Pittsburgh. No, it's like Pittsburgh, and then the next week we're in New Jersey, and we got to do something else to sell out that venue. Right. So I think that, I think when that happens, the level of interest for me for Raw will be a lot different because when you see Brett on one Raw, you're not going to see him for three weeks, probably. But when that happens, it's like, I'm going to be seeing Brett probably every week. Right. Same thing and with I, Sean I, and Undertaker and all these other guys. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to the pressure being on. We're sure. going head to head with Nitro. We're going as long as Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna end up probably being live every week, Nitro. And Nitro's whipping our ass still. So really, I mean, you got to kind of credit WCW for forcing the WWF to progress. Because I think, and let's face it, 1995 is when Nitro debuts. 
1995, late 1995 is when we jump kind of from the Stone Age to maybe a little bit more current style programming. Right. I think without WCW, I don't know if WWF would be changing a damn thing from what they were doing from 93, 94, even most of 95. Certainly not as quick as they had to. Right. So I don't know. I, it's just interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, the changes have come gradually, but at the same time, year to year, pretty drastically. Um, so it's it's weird to imagine where we'll be at a year from now in the podcast as far as timeline. Because I feel like 96 flew by, and I have a big feeling that it's because the programming was just more enjoyable. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know if I would say the program is more enjoyable, but I think there's just more interesting characters. Well, that certainly is. And and I think that... um, the rise of Steve Austin contributes to that quite a bit. Oh, it's put a rocket ship on the year and really just blasted it forward. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I think mankind's another one of them guys who's really helped. Um, sure. And I think Brett coming back has helped a lot. Yeah, that's been yeah, another. We needed, we needed Brett back. Yeah. So... I don't know, just uh, food for thought for the listeners. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I just wanted to make sure that uh, you guys are in the loop with the future plans, even if it's a couple of months away. Just a forewarning. Uh, We ain't going anywhere yet, largely because I've paid a year for Podbean again, so (laughs) not going to waste that money. The real Uh, reason. Yeah, that's the real reason. Anyway... Uh, next week, I'm not really sure what to expect because they don't really announce anymore what to no, expect on Raw. And I wonder if they do that on purpose so that Nitro doesn't necessarily know uh, what they're planning yeah. to do. But we are two weeks away from In Your House, Sid and Brett, pay-per-view, two weeks away. Who's going to go to a Rumble and fight Sean? Well, we still got some time to figure it out. But until then, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Crew, I am Bob Pound Jr. And this has been I Go Bob. You gotta hear it.